Listeners are advised, this podcast contains coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands. And inappropriate thoughts by boy bands, motherfucker. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to I'm With A Boy Band with Zoe Linkson and Amy Long. How are you? It's not very formal. I don't know. I just like we suddenly picked up sponsorship from the BBC or something. Yes, that's right. I'm practicing my non-regional dialect. Oh, no, I have to enunciate. Always. I just thought we normally start by going, "Hello, (laughs) hi." So I thought I'd make it a bit more formal. It doesn't need to be. I'll script us an intro that we say every week. And people <laughs> will know that we've started and then we're not just chatting shit. Oh, we're always just chatting shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to this week, Amy Long? I went to see Take That last night. Opening night, Sheffield Arena. We've recorded a mini-sode already. Yeah, that came out on Tuesday. So it's full of spoilers. So if you don't want to know what's happening in the show, please don't have listened to that. <laughs> we have warned. <laughs> at the beginning of the mini so that it's full of spoilers as yeah. well but don't go back and listen if you don't well that's it. the reason we put it into its own yeah because we know some people don't like to know what's going on in the shows before they go and see it and i kind of get that some people like the element of surprise yeah yeah like people that like getting mugged yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we i didn't see the boys away from the gig we i do know where they stayed we found that out fairly quickly and I believe that the night before the gig, a number of people had tried to follow them from the arena to the hotel. Oh, that still happens. We used to do that. We'd take that. Mm. But when... apparently they lost them on the way. So no one knew. But for reasons I'm not going to put into the open forum, we I didn't go to the hotel. And I think very few people Yeah, it's kind of... Did. Especially before the first show as well. It's that... They're still in that zone where it's probably quite nerve-wracking. I know they do it all the time and that's their job, mm. but it's still, you're putting out there something that you've worked, a labour of love you've worked on. It's the first night. You, you're probably, they're probably nervous about fucking up. Mm. And to just throw into that, to insert yourself into that emotion for them is really, I, I don't think that's... It's not fair. No, it's really not fair. Well, how... If, you, if you're so- invited into the emotion, they're mm. like, oh, are you in town come and hang out yeah brilliant go and hang out mm. they obviously want a distraction but if you're not invited into it no to suddenly decide actually i can be part of this mm. moment for them well howard said that before they appeared on stage he was really emotional and really struggled to hold the tears back in i don't know why but he said it was like when they first started doing the their first tour he really found it quite overwhelming. So, and there's been also, I read an article this week about Panic at the Disco and how they won't stop and talk to fans at hotels anymore because they don't want them there. And I don't think that's to denigrate their fans, but it's it's their home away from home. They want to have their... Yeah, it's a private space. Right, even though hotels are public spaces. And one of the new kids <laughs> like that is very in a bolshy way that upsets a lot of people it's like i'm not on the clock mm. like that's i know which one, i know which one you mean <laughs> but it's the same with me like I say, well no i say i'm not on the clock i'm technically on the clock 24 hours if someone was to <laughs> read me right now and say i need you to do this i'd have to fuck off i actually said to a senior manager last week he went amy i went i'm not on the clock yet paul <laughs> <laughs> 
But I still let him speak to me. He did go away, though. It did work. <laughs> so, yeah, so we knew the hotel didn't go. And don't regret that. That's fine. We'll, there'll be other opportunities in the future when they're, you know, when they are on the clock. So, yeah. So what else has been going on this week? Well, the, the ticket booking team, the squad was in action this week. Yes. Booking tickets for the boys are back. Very yes. exciting. We um, And we had, so we were booking with some people that had not done it with us before mm. who were quite astounded about how we work it. Like, you know, you're in charge of getting this, you're in charge of getting this. And then everyone's like, I've got this seat, this row in my basket, but from here you can't see... It was helping a friend book for the Apollo. So I was kind of like, so we've got row B here. I was like, but seats one and two at the side, you can't see this side of the stage, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like quite astounded at how we operate. Everyone grabs what they need to get, go, I've got this. I'm booking my clocks at this time. What are we doing, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, go. And everyone books their shit. And it's like, okay, done. Yeah. And all that, although I just then talked about five minutes about how we do it, it literally takes about 30 seconds. Well, it's I've got it, cause... I've got this, you can't see this, I'm getting this, these are the best ones, grab them, go, yeah. ball. We've never been able to orchestrate that. We can't use phones while we're booking, the buttons are too small, we're in too much, there's too much adrenaline coursing through your body. And because the websites always crash for take that tickets, half the people can't even log on, let alone get to any kind of ticket page. Yeah. I think we get, I mean, we get so many opportunities a year as New Kids fans to do it. So mm. every, not this year, because they've not got a cruise this year, but every oh, year there's... Not, th- there's no cruise this year? taking a year off cruise this oh, year. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I don't know what told you that. Mm-mm. I think that's, oh no, they have annou- officially announced, I was like, shit, did I just say something I wasn't meant to? <laughs> they have officially announced that they're not cruising this year. Oh, okay. It'll go back to the summer, so it'll come round from, it's been two, three years now, it's been in October. Yes. Which, although I quite enjoy it. Mm. Because flights are cheaper in October. Yes. It it's not great for like mums and there's a lot of school teachers. It's hard for them to oh, get okay. time off. Um. So they're bringing it back around to the summer. I think it'll be May next year. How does that fit with Mr. Wahlberg's schedule with Blue Bloods? So he finishes Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods finishes filming. It will have just finished on Tuesday. So it's always April. The, it's always the start of April that it finishes. Yeah. Oh, so then that's when they tour. Yes. Yeah, so so he, they won't tour next year. No, they tour every other year until they start introducing back into their schedule mm. world tours. Backing. Just back into their schedule. I got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like back. They haven't. They haven't done that. So the last UK tour was twenty fourteen. Bloody yeah. He promised me he would come. He promised you he would come if you got take that to go and see him. Was that not the deal? <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah. No, it how's wasn't. The end, how's your no, end of the bargain no, coming no. up? It was, I had to go and see a concert, a New Kids concert, and then he they would come and tour in the UK, but he also wanted to come and see Take That. So tell me, Wahlberg, how the fuck's that going to happen when you fucking tour at the same time? Unless you come here now, unless you're planning on being in town sometime around the start of May to come to the O2 with me and see Take That. What do you think? Is that a possibility? He's definitely not planning to be in town sometime <laughs> around the start of May. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Moving on quick. What else has been going on? Any other boy band stuff? We had a retweet from Lance Bass. Did we talk about that already? I think we talked about that last week, yeah. Okay, so Lance is our mate. That's good. We know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing from the Backstreet Boys. 
they've gone a bit quiet. I saw they were touring Australia. Good for so them. So anyone who is an Australian fan and an Australian listener, go see the Backstreet Boys. We've got quite a chunk of Australian listeners. Yeah. Hopefully they'll all take that fans. Well, yeah. Do you know what happened to me There's last night? There's actually quite a big crossover, isn't there? So all the Australian New Kids fans that I know went on to know you f- when you went over to see Take That. Yeah. You'd be bumping into people. That you already knew. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. Do you know what happened to me last night after the gig? I didn't mention this in our mini-sode because I just talked about the show. But I came out of the gig. I don't know if I should say this on here because maybe she's a listener. But this girl came over to me and she was like, oh my God, Hi! And I was like, hi. She was with some people I knew. And I was like, oh, hi. And she went, come here, give me a hug. And I was like, okay. She was like, how are you? And I was like, cool. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I know what. I've never seen this girl before in my life. So I thought she had mistaken me for somebody else. And I didn't want to embarrass her. So I just kind of went along with it. And she was like, let's take a picture. Everyone get in. Maybe so she's I one of those wind-up merchants. It's like, this will be fun, girls. I'm going to go up to that girl and pretend we're old mates and I know her. And let's see how she reacts. <laughs> so I just went with it. No one else thought it was odd. Because in you know what it's like in fandoms? You always find out people you know know people you know. Yeah. So or you follow them and you don't quite realise that it's that person that you follow. Because mm. people look nothing like their avatar mm-hmm. on social no, media. We're all filtered to shit. <laughs> so yeah, so there was that happened, and then I bumped into somebody else who I do know, who I had planned on meeting, and she said to me, "Oh, it's so good to see you in person because I'm so used to just listening <laughs> to your voice." And I, it just made me laugh so much. Did you bump into Ange? That's who it was. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you bumped in. Uh, no, we didn't bump in. We had texted and oh, said okay. we were going to meet. But yeah, it, do you know what I really loved last night was that I did. <laughs> Much like at the Albert Hall where people were all in different spots, you always see the same faces that you recognise and that you know. And as I was at the merch stand buying my Take That Onesie, I came away and I bumped into three girls who I just love to pieces, Gemma, Kira and Natasha. I think Kira listens. I'm not sure if the other two do. I'm sure Kira follows us. Is she Kira? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry if that's not how you pronounce it in your head. Kira. She's one of the best. I adore her. She's so sweet and so lovely. Big Mark Owen fan. So, um, Um, she can't be perfect. (laughs) So she, uh, it was really nice to see them and they stopped and chatted. How, what did you think? How was it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I loved it. Did you love it? Oh, so hang on, you bought your onesie after the show? Yeah, I said to them. buy it before the show and and wear wear it. it. No, (laughs) I went up before the show and I said, are you open later? And they went, yes. And I said, okay, what size do these come in? And I went, great, I'll be back later. But because I I didn't want to hold it the whole way through and I didn't want the worry of somebody nicking it. Which happens a lot at yeah. UK shows. and um, Does it? Yeah. People are bastards. Right. So, yeah, but I got into my seat and there was somebody smart off BO, somebody had bad breath, and then halfway through, <laughs> someone fired. I think I tweeted and texted yeah. you. Well. All three of them. And every time someone's, I went, wasn't me. <laughs> someone's fired. Gross. But, yeah, it was a good show. Go listen to the mini-sode if you haven't already. If you want, don't want spoilers, obviously don't. We've already said that. But okay. just I'm going to do really some shout-outs because we just brought up listeners in different countries. I, I'm going to do some shout-outs yes. now to who we have. So, obviously, the bulk of our listeners are 56% are in the United States. Howdy. Yeah, hi, guys. Uh, Twenty. I'm going to call it 28% are in the UK. Good afternoon. This is the BBC <laughs> calling. <laughs> And then the next chunk down are Australians and Canadians. Australians slightly edging it there over you, Canada. I don't know if you want to start a little beef up with them. <laughs> 
And then weirdly... Don't do that. That's bad for international relations. (laughs) Weirdly, our fifth most listened from nation... Can I get... Can I guess? Yeah. Is it Germany? No. It's Qatar. Oh, I know who that is. No, but it's not just one person. Oh, okay. Because the number of listens we've had compared to the fact that you know one person there. It's not one person. (laughs) And then we go New Zealand and Germany... So there's more in Qatar than there is in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised about that. Thanks, Louisa. <laughs> uh, Germany, Belgium and Spain. And then we go to the ones where we have a small number of listeners. So France, bonjour. Allô. Ça va? Oui, ça va bien, merci. Et toi? Très bon. <laughs> uh, the Netherlands, or as we like to call it over here, Holland. <laughs> How old were you, do you think, when you found out that Holland and the Netherlands were the same place? I don't know. But I don't know why it's got two names. I think Holland's what we called it when we appropriated it. And the, like, Netherlander is... Yeah. Ireland. Hello, Ireland. There's five of you over there in Ireland. Very disappointed, because I have a family of at least 400. (laughs) You don't want your family listening to this, though, really. The Irish ones I don't care about. I've told you about my... Uncle in what I found out about my uncle in Ireland. I can't say it on the yes, podcast. You have. I have, yeah. yeah so yeah, you know yeah. why I can't say it on the podcast. <laughs> uh, next, Iraq. Iraq. Yeah. Iraq. 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 Yeah. Iraq. Mm-hmm. Five. Five Hi, Iraq. in Iraq. Then South Africa. Mm-hmm. Four Brazilians. Oh. I hope it doesn't sting too much. They're, they could be my friends. I know more. I definitely know at least forty people in Brazil. There's a lot of Brazilian New Kids fans that cruise. Mm. Oh, am I thinking? Of, no, there is a lot of Brazilian ones, and then a huge chunk of Mexicans too. Mm. But then my one of my Brazilian uh, friends messaged me on Instagram, and she went, "Amy, I saw that picture with you and that Gary guy. Is he your boyfriend?" <laughs> <laughs> I googled him. He's a, a singer, a famous one. Holy shit! <laughs> I just pissed myself and I replied. Yes. I replied and said, yes. Is it your boyfriend? Uh, Next, Myanmar. Myanmar? Myanmar. Where's Myanmar? It's, I want to say it's part of Asia, but like the Thailand-ish. Okay. This is where I'm going to show how bad my geography is. We're going to get a map out in a minute. It's going to be next to Australia. I only found out the other day where... um... I can't remember which country it was, so let's cut that. <laughs> uh, Norway, Thailand, Italy, Indonesia, Denmark and Iran, all mm. tying. Mm-hmm. Georgia, the country, yeah, not just the state. Mm-hmm. Mexico, Nepal, Portugal. And bringing up the bottom of uh, wherever we got listeners, we have single listeners in the following countries. Jamaica... Sweden, Russia, French Polynesia, Malaysia, the Cayman Islands, Japan. Konnichiwa. Cuba. I want to. I, I hope that that listeners. I hope that that listeners listens to every episode with a big fat cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Iceland, and I hope that one listens to every episode sat in a hot spa. <laughs> Iceland, Guam, Egypt, Egypt. Egypt, Colombia, Bahrain, Bangladesh, Austria, wow. and Somalia. Wow. 
That's amazing. We're basically completely... If you're from one of those countries where you're the only listener... Get in touch. We're going to find you a pen pal. Yeah. (laughs) If you're in Guam, we're going to find you a pen pal in Mexico. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. But I love that it's that... Me too. It's reaching that far. It's great. Mm. Yeah, me too. I also am still slightly addicted to, to watching every week when we pick up listeners in new places and, and now we're on Spotify we get a separate thing for oh. a, those people as well so it's do you know I don't look at any of the stats because I have, I'm prone to becoming a bit obsessive and so I leave Zoe to look at all of that stuff and the only time I ever see any stats is when I log in each week to upload the episode and I go hmm so I get a once a week snapshot and that's all I do I don't look at anything else I don't read the reviews I don't look at the ratings nothing yeah so I I look at the stats because I want to try and get an idea of when it's a good time for us to post mini Hmm. so I can see what time our largest number of downloads and things like that are. Mm. So are people downloading on their way to work, on their way from work? Mm. Are they doing it at the weekend? So that I can try and get an idea of, like, is Friday the right day for us to post every episode? What day of the week should we put mm. up the minis? So that's why I pay attention to it. But yeah. also, you know, want to know that someone's listening yeah. and it's not just me and you, you know, and I Lara someone and the bunnies. Said to me, somebody said to me, I'm going to call this guy out because I mentioned him in our last episode and I can't mention him every episode because he'll get a big head. But... The guy you're hoping he gets a big head. <laughs> dirty bitch. <laughs> so the guy who I said I'd agreed to go on a second date with, he was saying to me on the phone the other day, he said something to me and I was like, I've never told you that. And he was like, yeah, you have. And I went, I absolutely have not. I've never told you that. Why would I ever have told you that? And I said, that's never come up in conversation between us. Absolutely not. And he was like, so how do I know it then? And then I went, fuck you know, I said it on the podcast once. <laughs> Because he's listening, he hears shit I say, I say on the podcast, and he thinks we've had a conversation. <laughs> it's really, it's weird, but also, it just shows that we forget people are actually listening. Mm. We just thought this was us. Basically, therapy. It is just... Can I just bowl in here and say, I agree, your neighbours are really fucking loud. I know. I'm destined... They're holding an elephant dance party upstairs right I now. Apologies if you can hear the, the thudding. For the rest of my life, I'm going to have noisy neighbours. That's why I've got silicon earplugs and uh, noise-cancelling headphones. Not as we're both going to die, old mates. <laughs> when we eventually move in with each other when we're in our 60s and 70s, we can get a, a detached. Yes, Zoe, yes. We'll get a detached with a thatched roof, so no one's going to be... Even like <laughs> if we've not got upstairs neighbours, no fucker's going to come around and climb on our roof just uh, to annoy us. That's such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Or do you know what I would be tempted to do is buy a flat and buy the one upstairs as well. <laughs> Detached house sounds better. Detached house in the woods. Mine's not too noisy. Mm. That's because yours was purpose-built as a house. This was built as a house and like has a been converted into flats. So, and it was built Amy, in the... you know when you watch Downton Abbey? Hmm. Amy lives in a house that looks like Downton Abbey, hmm. but it's a flat. It's been converted into separate apartments, and Amy has a flat in that. But when you drive up, it looks really fucking impressive. Also, looks like Amy owns fifty cars because <laughs> you drive to the front of the house. I'm very well off. There's a fleet of cars outside, <laughs> and this massive fucking house. I was talking to um, a couple of my fangirl friends while I was in Sheffield yesterday for take that, and one of them was saying that she started. Date- she was a monkeys fan originally. You're going to find her the interview 
interview I did with her really interesting. So she was a Monkeys fan originally, and now she's a massive Take That fan. She's a little bit older than us, but she was telling me about this guy that she dated in between her two husbands, and how he he moved into a flat that was oh no it might have been her second husband actually when she first met him he'd moved into a flat which was in her old school that had been converted so she'd go and stay in her old art room (laughs) that's the face i pulled weird (laughs) really weird but also really fun i thought that was really cool okay so i'm gonna end up with i am also while we're doing shout outs to nations Mm -hmm. i have a little bit of housekeeping to do so our patreon subscribers i just need to give them a little bit of a shout out to say thank you it's part of their deal that they get a shout out on the podcast so i we need to thank brooke who is my tour buddy she also has her own podcast oh yeah uh bunny beth beth posts um beth's on twitter as um cutter oh i can't remember she posts all the new kids pictures like loads of followers does a great little service that everyone everyone loves it mm. jen who we mentioned in one of our first podcasts mm-hmm. who's rod and jen uh the lovely katie and hank leslie who's my burg porn dealer mm. lisa lou pedders or claire uh ria and sarah sarah i've known for ages on twitter but isn't really like everyone else in there is i'd say they're friends i tweet them i text them uh-huh. blah 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 sarah i've known on twitter for ages so thank you very much sarah it's really appreciated and the one that is someone that i never knew before and it really really appreciated philippa that you are sponsoring us and you're buying into the whole i'm with a boy band thing because every penny is really helping so that's philippa lord who we picked up just off social media now listens and sponsors us oh, thank we love you. you thank Pip, you she's called Pip. oh that's what my best friend's called Oh, is that her? No. Just thank someone for being not one of our friends. Thank you for not being our friends. So we're shouting out only the people who are at a certain tier, is that right? Or... Oh, I've just shouted out everyone. No? No, I have shouted out everyone. Where's Katie? I did Katie and Did Hank. you do? Oh, okay, I didn't hear that bit. I'll cut that. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, that's it. So, we have to do the results of the Boy Band Video World Cup. That's yep. coming up right after this. Our sound of shit. (laughs) Coming up next are the Boy Band Video World Cup results. Which we're doing in a Skype call again. And I didn't, it wasn't a mistake this week that I didn't post it on Saturday. I decided, like, like the actual World Cup final with the ball thing, that's always played on a Sunday. So we're playing Boy Band Video World Cup final on a Sunday. So here's the results. Hopefully NSYNC's one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so this is the... Oh, sorry, Posh Voice. Here are the results of the boy band video World Cup final. Oh, uh, I don't even care anymore. Go on, what is it? <laughs> do you know what, Aim? Neither do I, really. Because, <laughs> like, no one played the game. No one did. I intended the games we played and it's not even one of these like zoe's made up a game and she's changed the rules as she goes along so that that the game goes the way she wants it's not like when you go like you make up a game as a kid and you're like no no that's not you're losing Mm. that's not play it these are the new rules it's not even that no one did it properly i know stuff at the mall 
Well, it's yeah. funny because I, I put that post on Facebook the other day saying we're not doing any more competitions because we might as well just declare New Kids the winner of the Ultimate Boy Band chart. And because I, I thought I'm going to get my own back on these buggers and be like, we're just going to stop the podcast. There's no point doing it. And you were like, no, Amy, no, no, no. Science, science <laughs> is going to win here. <laughs> well, it's, but, we are scientific in our boy bandology. Yeah, we are. We just... should never, ever give the power to our audience. <laughs> never let the people have a say. Correct. It's like to sound like Theresa May now. Um, oh. Anyway, the results of the boy band video World Cup final are New Kids on the Block 1. They beat NSYNC and that's not fucking right. It's like... Yeah that time that Maradona Argentina beat mm. England because Maradona handballed the uh, football into the goal and they won 1-0 yeah. it's exactly like that it is. actually wasn't 1-0 he scored another goal I after mean, that I've got to say I, I appreciate boy band or fangirls loyalty to their boy band like, I appreciate that of course but that wasn't the question that was being asked no I actually thought that NSYNC might stand a good chance because we've got so many actually take that followers last week from the yeah. uh, the Instagram takeover. I thought, mm. oh, they won't want new kids to win. But actually, a lot of them did. <laughs> so even, even your own people betrayed you. <laughs> My own people. That's it. That whole, what's it taken us? 14 weeks? Not completely 14 weeks. We didn't start at the beginning. No. 11, 12 weeks of fuckery. And yeah. There you go. Oh, my phone just made a noise. I apologise to everyone listening to the podcast. <laughs> okay. We've got all sorts in this week's episode, Zoe, with the <laughs> drilling upstairs. And... <laughs> okay, so it's fine. It. We'll right. see you. Um, well, yeah. So we're declaring the Boy Band Video World Cup a... Void. Void. Got it. Great. <laughs> <No. Right. laughs> Luke was on the block one and therefore it's void because it was a shit video. I only... <laughs> when I was trying to find a new kids video I was like they're all rubbish I don't like any of them and I put that one in because Donnie looks really fucking hot in it he's got that real street mean boy like I'd take you up an alleyway look about him and that's why I put that video in because it just doesn't look right at the beginning I'm like oh there's my boy and that's I, the only um, reason it's, it's not even their better. best video go on I haven't watched it oh I'm gonna <laughs> in 14 weeks I've watched it <laughs> I'm going to tell you exactly which 10 seconds to watch. Okay, great. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Lovely. Lovely. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, we'll be uh, back after this for our boy band of the week. Right then. Boy band of the week this week. Do I have to guess again? No, I'm you're not, you're not going to guess. I'm going to start telling you. I, I mean, I think you've probably got an idea who it is. Cause... No, I haven't, because you wouldn't tell me at all. You just told me which places on the chart it wasn't between. Yeah, okay. So I know which 15 it's not. This is going to be really... You're going to guess very... Probably, again, in the first sentence, Am I going to be upset though. that you're doing a boy band that I wanted to do? No. Okay. Definitely not. <laughs> okay. So, this week, our boy band is a duo... Millie Vanilli. No. <laughs> PJ and Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> so, born in 1975 in the northeast of England, Newcastle upon Tyne. Why I? Anthony McPartland, OBE, and Declan Donnelly, OBE. You've kind of ruined the ending now. They, they weren't OBEs when they were born. <laughs> they met on the set of British teen soap Biker Grove in. Biker, Biker Grove. Uh-huh, Grove. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. In 1990, <laughs> they were 14, 15. 
Declan had... Who was your favourite character in Biker Grove? Spuggy. Yes. No, Spuggy was not my favourite, but... It's just the one everyone I'd remembers. Her, yeah. Elvis, you want to get settled? We're doing PJ and Duncan, mate. Why, so, I? That's going to be my only contribution the entire episode. How are you? So, Declan had joined the cast in 1989. He was in the first season or series. How long did Biker Grove run for? I'm going to look it up. You carry on. Okay. So, they... Declan was in the first series. Anthony didn't join until the year after, 1990, which is when they, they both met. So, 25 years before gritty and groundbreaking became standard TV adjectives. This is from a BBC article. The BBC's teen soap, Biker Grove, was just that. Filmed on Tyneside, based around a local youth club, its cast was recruited from ordinary schools, unearthing future stars who say they would not be where they are today without it. 1989 to 2006. Jesus, I didn't realise it had gone that late. They weren't weren't in it that whole time. No. (laughs) Ant has said, I don't really remember you being there. You weren't really on my radar to Deck. (laughs) Oh. Deck has admitted they did not hit it off. Their characters became friends before they did. Ant had previously featured in the kids' TV show Why Don't You? Do you remember that? Why don't... You go, go. Was that it? Yeah. I thought it was just switch off your TV set and do something less boring well, instead. Why don't you? No, why? And then it went, why oh. don't you? I mean, I was really young go, when that was on. Go, go, go. And you used to be on in the school holidays. Oh, it was about it. getting kids off their asses and not watching TV in the school holidays. And it was a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you switch off your TV set and do something less boring instead? Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So Ant had featured on that before joining the cast as PJ. Deck was already part of the show, as I mentioned. He played Duncan, uh, having started in 1989. Their storylines collided and they formed a friendship, both on and off screen. I think that their shared love of Newcastle United had helped to bond them as well, because they're both big football fans. Now, football is the game played with a round ball. With your feet. With your feet. Just to clarify. (laughs) So on the 8th of November 1989, the show's first run was only six episodes long. But then the BBC decided to bring in the EastEnders director, Matthew Robinson, and which showed how committed they were to this teenage it was TV kids show. It soap opera, wasn't mm. it? Way before Hollyoaks ever was a thing. Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember one of the storylines was Duncan joined after... Dianetics, which is basically Scientology. <laughs> Don't you remember that? No, I don't know that I religiously watched it. Mm. So I, it came after Jossie's Giants, also set in Newcastle, which I felt was a much better program. (laughs) Jossie's Giants. Did you watch Press Gang? Yes, I did watch Press Gang. Have you watched Press Gang back now as a grown up? No, really shit. Oh really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you would have loved it, of course, (laughs) being a journalist now. Yeah. Okay. So storylines about teenage pregnancy, drug addiction and child abuse hauled in the audience and earned it a BAFTA nomination. With success came complaints from parents and in the case of the famous gay kiss, national tabloid outrage and calls for Matthew Robinson's head. Now the famous gay kiss was between two men and it was on the cheek. It was a kiss on the cheek Mm. and it was fucking outrage. But then parents used to get outraged at grade children. When I was at school, when I was at junior school, so that's eight till eleven, mm-hmm. I was at junior school with girls that weren't allowed to watch Grange Hill. Wow. 
uh, I was at senior school with people that weren't allowed to watch ITV. Yeah, my mum didn't like ITV, <laughs> but I think it was just because we saw toys on the adverts. <laughs> she was like, you're not having it. But no, we were we watched BBC because in the UK, the BBC has no ads on. We pay a licence fee, which is how we fund the BBC, and there's no ads. So so where does the Biker Grove gay kiss come in with the Brookside lesbian kiss? I think this. What? Oh. I think the... Google it. Have a look. But the the Brookside lesbian kiss was proper. This was a kiss on the cheek. This these were two teenage boys. One yeah, was... but in a kids program, it was never going to be full on snogging, was right. it? In a kids program. Do you remember? Are you old enough to remember the bit in Grain Chill where one of the girls was accused of sleeping with a teacher on a skiing trip I to don't Switzerland? Maybe. I re- did. I tell you that I met. Nineteen ninety four was. Brookside. Brookside lesbian kiss. So I think this probably was a little bit before yeah. or probably around the same time. Because that made headlines as well. That was yes, huge in the papers. Yeah. And then she went and buried her dad. Uh, her mum went and bar- buried her dad under the patio, which in, is, it made, made more headlines. In the TV show. Oh, yeah, no, in real life. Sorry, Anna, sorry, Anna Frill. <laughs> Did I tell you that I met Zambo? Zambo? Zamo. Zamo and Roland at, a, at an event a few years ago. Zamo's going into EastEnders. <sighs> okay. If it wasn't for Biker Grove, we wouldn't be where we are today, Ant says. Oh, shall I do the accent? <laughs> you can if do it. If it wasn't for Biker Grove, we wouldn't be where we are today. Uh, that started really well, went downhill. Can we ring your dad, get your dad to do it? Yeah, my dad's a Geordie. <laughs> we kind of owe everything. ring Michelle, get Michelle to do it. <laughs> we kind of owe everything to Biker Grove, Deck adds. It's where we learnt to do what we do. The show taught them discipline, how to turn up on time and behave on set, Dex says. It taught them professionalism. I think that's true. I think I had a job when I was 13 and it really taught me how to speak to adults in a professional manner. I had a really good role model there and yeah. I, think I still can't talk to adults. <laughs> in 1993, they left Biker Grove after Ant's character was famously shot in the face with a paintball gun, leaving the character of PJ blind. He can't see, man, was the line Duncan cried after realising his mate had had an accident. After leaving television, the duo turned their hand to pop music. Okay, but that that was because in Biker Grove, they did a fundraiser. Oh, you're about to do it. Sorry. Shut up, Zoe. They were signed. I told you, you're probably going to pick one that I want to really insert myself into with my knowledge. I'm just going to let you carry on. They were signed to Telstar Records and their first single was a song they performed while part of Biker Grove. Insert Zoe's bit here now. <laughs> Go on. They they had done a fundraiser on the show. Yeah, on the show they they made a single to raise funds for Blind Duncan. There we PJ Blind what, PJ. Sorry, Blind PJ. Get it right. God, you're as bad as the people <laughs> that can't tell Ant and Deck apart. You think people can't tell us apart? I'm, but they obviously know. Like we we're we're like Ant and Deck, and each week we sit the same side of each other. <laughs> Do you think they can tell? Like, if we sat the other side of the mic, they'd get all confused. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so the song had been called Rip It Up on Biker Grove, but they reworked it into a single entitled Tonight I'm Free. So they their management, when they did this, was... I can't remember which band it was that I used to go and see that was signed to the same management that they got signed to. I want to say it was Let Loose. Mm. That the woman that signed them so I when they were going around doing the circuit of like radio roadshows and shit like that I would see them all the time so yeah. I used to hang out with PJ and Duncan quite a cool. bit before they were super famous and I was there 
when Anne first met Lisa. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, you've talked about her already because you, yeah, whether she was in that band Juice and you met her on one of the Radio Roadshow thingies. So, yeah, cool. So, yeah, I always got the impression that they'd had that storyline and then it was like, oh, I know what would be a great idea. Or do you think that they had already had the idea to turn these this duo into a pop duo and so they put the song into Biker Grove? I've... No, I think it was the song in Biker Grove and oh, then into duo because the, the manager that had them didn't have them and, until they went for the record contract. Got it. Well, back then it was quite normal to have soap stars become pop stars, wasn't it? it oh yeah, a lot. Kylie, Jason, Martine McCutcheon, right? EastEnders. They um, so Nick Berry from EastEnders had one. In EastEnders, they did the whole so the young kids. So this would have been Ian Bill, mm. Sharon Watts. Mm. There was a black guy, black character whose character I can't, whose name I can't remember. They formed a band in the show called The Band. Oh, I don't remember that. And tried to put out a single that I didn't, but that's what Nick Berry's single came off the back of that. That was number one for ages. Wow. Mental. I don't remember Nick Berry's song was called. I'm going to say Heartbeat, even though I know that's no. not true, but he did sing that. <laughs> he did sing the theme tune to Heartbeat. This is going to mean nothing to our... Inter- that whole list of international listeners we've just been through means nothing to them. Gary Barlow featured in an episode of Heartbeat. Fat Gary Barlow. My my upstairs neighbours are drilling now, so... <laughs> huge apologies. Robbie Williams was in an episode of EastEnders. Was he? Yeah. Every Loser Wins. <laughs> which went, Every Loser Wins... Once the dream begins. It's the only oh, two lines I remember. So Tonight I'm Free by PJ and Duncan was released in 1993 and went to number 62 Ooh. on the UK charts. They then released Why Me in 1994, which entered the top 40. It hit 27. And then they scored an impressive number nine with their next single, Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready, ready, let's get ready, ready, let's get ready to rumble. I can do Watch the dance. Watch us wreck the mic. Watch us wreck the mic. Watch us wreck the mic. Psych! <laughs> I can do the dance. Please go ahead. <laughs> no, it's going to be, be for our uh, $50 a month Patreon subscribers <laughs> only. Oh, I want to see you do the dance. <laughs> the video and moves were choreographed by Mark Short, who had previously played the... Who has... Who, oh, fuck who had previously worked with Tina Turner and Peter Andre. The song was co-written and produced by Nicky Graham, who also wrote Bross's music, including I Owe You Nothing, and worked with I'm With The Boy Band favourites Let Loose and Aaron Carter. I was about to say, so I met Nicky Graham, and I'm sure the time I met Nicky Graham was when he was recording in the studio with Let Loose, which makes me think now that the management that PJ and Duncan that I knew was let loose. let loose. It makes a nice little yeah. circle. So Let's Get Ready to Rumble was their most famous hit. And during this period in 1995, they were nominated for a Brit Award for Best Breakthrough Act, being beaten by a little band called Oasis. Oh. <laughs> oh, guys. That's the North East versus the North West. Yes. yes. Almost outshines the Blur versus Oasis battle, that one. Let's get ready, ready, let's get ready, ready, let's get ready to rumble. Right. Well, that track had, let's get ready to rumble. That guy who, that American famous sportsman, who all you Americans will know who I'm talking about, they, that that track has got covers of that guy saying that Okay, so that guy 
Do you know who he is? It's his name Pete something. I will find the name for you, but... New Kids on the Block's last tour? No, the tour before was called The Main Event, which was a boxing theme as such. He did the intro at the start of the show, Mm. so Donnie got him to record the... Uh, and now the main event, blah, 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 at the start of the show. I'm going to find well, out just his... To, um, just so everyone knows, Let's Get Ready to Rumble by PJ and Duncan. The rumble was spelt R-H-U-M-B-L-E. So, humble. Humble. Anyway. If I give you my number followed, making it to number 15 in the charts, and then the first album, Psych, was released later that year... Psych. In November 1994, I had that on cassette. I had Psych, the album. I think I had Let's Get Ready to Rumble, and that was my limit for PJ and Duncan. There's another song that you'll know. I've which still got Let's Get Ready to Rumble on my iPhone. I'm fucking obsessed with that song it's so much. It's a great song. It's a great song. Seven singles were released from the album over the course of 18 months. It peaked at number five on the UK albums chart and was certified platinum in the UK. It was then reissued in Singapore in 1995 under the title Eternal Love, containing bonus remixes of Eternal Love Itself and a track called Our Radio Rocks. Okay. Are you going to say something? No, I'm still on Wikipedia trying to find the name of the boxing ring announcer. Okay, so let's get ready to rumble the single and it will tell you. The album was also reissued in Japan in 1995 under the title Our Radio Rocks with the additional remixes of Our Radio Rocks itself, If I Give You My Number and Let's Get Ready to Rumble. Aside from a heavy number of remixes, alternate versions and continuations of the spoken word eulogy, The PJ and Duncan Show, three new songs were issued as B-sides, Style With A Smile, So Many Questions and I'm A Loser, which were all written by album composers Nicky Graham, Denny Liu and Mike Alton. I highly recommend listening to the PJ and Duncan show. It is precisely the type of boy band material that fangirls lived for in the 90s pre-internet. So I've had a listen. They're on YouTube. And they were must have been around 18 when it was recorded. And they're, they're interviewing each other. Ant said he would want to be reincarnated as Peter Beardsley. And he would wish... <laughs> he was given three wishes. And one of his wishes was for the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. yeah and deck said things like he wore a size seven shoe which is definitely a lie and that his favorite pants were calvin klein's he also claimed to have all the old biker grove episodes on tape (laughs) deck (laughs) he's got them all on tape (laughs) so have i mate michael buffer there we go Following the moderate success of their debut... Could you cut that bit where I say Michael Buffer and drop it into the bit where we were talking about who he was? <laughs> yes. So it makes sense. Thank where you. Where I go, is his name? And instead of saying Pete, we'll say Michael Buffer. Okay. Following the moderate success of their debut studio album, Psych, the duo returned, Psych. <laughs> the duo returned to the studio and were hooked up with songwriter and producer Ray Hedges, who had had success the previous year, having produced the majority of Boyzone's debut album. Oh. This is our Six Degrees... Yeah. Again. So that video, I've, I've told you about the video I've got of Boyzone in the lobby of a hotel room. Yeah. And, and Decker in that as is. I think you mean Lisa. PJ and Duncan. Sorry. PJ and Duncan <laughs> are in that as are Juice and mm. Lisa and. I need to see this video, please. I have no idea where it is. Okay. Also, neither of us own a video player. Well, we'll. We'd go around to your parents' house. I don't know if I've got one either. There might be. For the first time, Ant and Deck turned their hands to songwriting and co-wrote the majority of the album, with the exception of their cover of the Monkeys' Stepping Stone. 
The album's lead single, Stuck On You, was released in July 1995, accompanied by a music video filmed in Miami. The single's moderate moderate success paved the way for the second single, You Crazy Cats, which followed in October. Oh my god! And saw a slight change in musical (laughs) direction for the duo. Do you recognise that one? That's the other one I remember. Oh really? I'm going to have to YouTube it now. Also, when you do that, look for one called Shout, because... This came up a few times when I was researching PJ and Duncan and they said it was inspired by, you know, shout, shout, let it all out. And I was like, I don't remember that song. But when I found it on YouTube, I was like, oh, I know all the words to this. So I recognised it. Oh, it's Crazy Cats with a K. Yes. You, the letter U, Crazy Cats, both with Ks. I mean, I don't know if we can... Why are they dressed as newsies? As what? Newsies, newspaper delivery boys. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds how I would expect it to sound. <laughs> oh, you cats. That's how it goes. Okay. So we don't get sued by Ant and Deck. PJ and Duncan. <laughs> R.I.P. PJ and Duncan. <laughs> Spoiler. The album Top Cats was released on the 3rd of November 1995, but was a commercial failure, only peaking at number 46 on the UK albums chart. Promotion for that album continued with the release of the third single Perfect on the 20th of November, which followed a similar theme to the duo's early hit Eternal Love. A promotional tour of Asia and America followed, accompanied by the release of the fifth and final single Stepping Stone in March 1996. A deluxe edition of the album was released in Japan, containing two bonus tracks, two remixes, and a mega mix of all the duo's singles. People still do mega mixes. I don't know if it's still It was a happens. bit of jive bunny, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. A special Asian edition of the album also includes a bonus club mix of Stuck On You, plus an acoustic rendition of Perfect. Although less commercially successful, all the singles from Top Cats hit the top 20. Mm. So, they were... They were Average-ish. I don't remember them being this... Not successful, but I don't remember them being around for this long. Correct. Like, if someone had said to me, tell me about PJ and Duncan, I'd be like, let's get ready to rumble, and that's it, and then they did nothing else, they went back to TV. I remember, let's get ready to rumble, and if I give you my number, and that's all I remember. Mm. That's it. And then TV. For the release of their third studio album, Ant and Deck decided to drop their character names of PJ and Duncan and continue recording under their real names. Such a bad move, guys. You'll never get anywhere as Ant and Deck. <laughs> Just going to lay it out there right now. Recording began in April 96 with the duo's longtime collaborator, Ray Hedges. Hedges penned the tracks Just a Little Love and Better Watch Out for the album, as well as producing covers of Game of Love and All I Have to Do is Dream. In an attempt to break Europe and Asia, All I Have to Do Is Dream was released as a single in June 1996 to moderate success in Germany and South Korea. The Germans are never going to get the Geordies. Why I? Better watch what, out. What why I means? It must be, must be an actual word in German that's why I. <laughs> Better Watch Out was then released as the album's international lead single in August 1996, receiving moderate success in the UK. Due to Hedges' involvement in the recording of Boyzone's second studio album, A Different Beat, he was unable to continue writing with Ant and Deck, and the duo were instead referred to songwriter Richard Stannard, who wrote their next single, When I Fall in Love. So basically it's Boyzone's fault 
then and PJ and Duncan stroke Ant and Dec are no longer famous. <laughs> yes. Let's let's write a letter to Boyzone and tell them off. <laughs> no longer famous. A large block of the album was produced by Stannard with co-production from Pete Davis and Matt Rowe. Rob Keane and Tony Vickers also co-produced two tracks for the album, Bound and Cloud Nine. I mean, do you recognise any of these no. songs? No. The album also includes the single Shout, Let It Out, which I, as I said, Is it a cover of the Go West? No. no. I instantly recognised it when I heard it, though. P- play it after or play it now. No, I... no, you carry on. I'm going to okay. get it ready. The final recording sessions for the album saw Ant and Deck hook up with songwriter Wayne Hector and production supremo Steve Mack, who helped pen the final two tracks for the album, Falling and Crazy. However, the release of Falling as a single was the decision that subsequently ended their British musical career. The track was pulled from the British charts under the instruction of their record label, Telstar Records, after claims of copyright infringement were made, brought about by a pop duo. And all because... Oh, they were called And All Because. A pop duo, And All Because, who were also managed by Ant and Dec's management team. The duo claimed that Ant and Dec had stolen the song from them and released it without their consent. Telstar Records decided then not to renew their existing contract and they were dropped from the label. Uh, That name rings a bell and I'm now wondering if I should know who... And All Because. I don't think I've heard of And All Because before this. So the Japanese record label, Cutting Edge, made the decision to continue pushing their career and as such hooked them up with a group of well-known international songwriters to help five to help write five brand new tracks to appear on a special deluxe deluxe version of the album to be released in Japan. They seem to do this a lot in Asia, like do specials and Yeah. The new version of the album was led by Mac and the Mac and Hector Penn single Crazy, which was heavily remixed for its use as a single, and both the album and single received success in the region. However, after the loss of their British record deal and having not wanted to move to the other side of the world to continue in music, they decided to call it a day, making Crazy their last release as a single. Epic Records in Asia later made the decision to reissue the album without the duo's consent, adding the single All I Had To Do Is Dream and the Japanese-only track This Must Be Heaven as bonus tracks, with All I Have To Do Is Dream not appearing on any other version of the release. Epic also released a VHS video of the same name, containing Ant and Dec's entire back catalogue of music videos, karaoke versions, behind-the-scenes footage and live tour performances from their Asian tour, plus footage from the Out On The Tiles VHS, formerly released in July 1996. During their time as PJ and Duncan, the pair released 16 singles and three studio albums. However, none of their releases managed to reach number one with their highest UK chart position being number three. They did, however, reach the top ten in Germany and Japan and even had a number one single in Germany with their cover of the Everly Brothers' All I Have To Do Is Dream. Success also struck in other European countries. Years later, they had a short-lived revival in the music industry, (laughs) releasing a song for the 2002 FIFA World Cup entitled We're On The Ball. I thought you were going to say... Years later, they had a short-lived TV career. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, hang on, I'm going to have to stop you here. (laughs) I don't remember that. Oh, I do. We're on the ball peaked at number three, being beaten by Will Young and Gareth Gates. (laughs) So you know when that was. Yeah. 
On the 23rd of March 2013, Ant and Deck performed Let's Get Ready to Rumble as part of their TV show, Ant and Deck Saturday Night Takeaway. I watch that so often on YouTube, it hurts. Like, it just makes me grin inanely. Because I remember when they did it and I was like, oh my God, they're going to sing the song. And then yeah. I was like, holy fuck, they, they can still do the dance. And it was just they can, brilliant. But Ant cannot sing. He cannot sing. He doesn't even try. He knows no. he can't sing. Deck can sing. But that performance on Ant and Deck's Saturday Night Takeaway was amazing. And actually the song ended up as number one on the UK iTunes chart. So on Sunday the 31st of March 2013, it was revealed as the official UK number one single. So it's their first number <laughs> one. All money made from the, that re-release was donated to charity. Good for them. Because they're hard up musicians, these two. <laughs> In April 2008, it was reported that Ant and Deck's production company, Gallowgate Productions, had purchased the rights to Biker Grove and SMTV Live after the production companies that made them, Zenith Entertainment and Blaze Television, had both gone bankrupt in 2007. According to reports, they decided to purchase the rights to stop digital channels showing repeats of the programmes. Fair enough. Hmm. And again, for people who, let's explain a little bit. For people outside the UK, Ant and Deck are the UK's most beloved TV presenters. Oh yeah, they're absolutely huge. They're massive. Jimmy Kimmel, a um, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, they're huge. They and they do everything. Yeah, they do. I'm a celebrity, and have been going since they were kids. So they they went from pop. They did Pop Idol, they Britain's Got yeah, Talent. Yeah, so they did SMTV, which used to be a Saturday morning kids oh, yeah. TV show. And that that's as they grew up. So as they aged from being a boy band mm-hmm. into TV presenters, so they did SMTV, which and was with Kat, Kat Dealey, Dealey. Who does So You Think You Can Dance in the US now. Yeah. So that was a Saturday morning TV show. And then they went from that for doing Saturday night TV entertainment shows, which is, they're always massively popular. Mm. Saturday night TV is like, family entertainment that's always a little bit of comedy and the two of them are really really funny they're really funny but also so endearing because you can tell watching them that they're having so much fun and Mm. it makes you feel like you're part of Mm. the fun that they're having at the same time which is this is a real skill it is to be able to do it's a real Morecambe and Wise kind of vibe they played Morecambe and Wise they yes they did (laughs) they're they're really nice fun wholesome decent intelligent funny men and they the best of friends and it comes across to the point that they they have houses next door to each other (laughs) (laughs) they're great 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 guys so oh my next paragraph in here is for those outside the uk ant and deck went on to be the biggest and most well-loved duo as tv presenters they returned to acting in 2003 for the film Love Actually, where they played themselves and interviewed Bill <laughs> Nye's character, who addressed Deck as Ant or Deck. <laughs> it's not really a return to acting if you're Playing doing a yourself. cameo. Exactly. <laughs> so Deck said in the PJ and Duncan show, which I mentioned earlier, in 1994, his biggest wish for the future was that he didn't want to fail in anything that he did. He said, I want to try and be as good as I can. And Ant replied, everything you do. And Dex said, don't look at me like that. I'm serious. I just want to be successful, that's all. Ant answered, I reckon you will. And you know what? He was right. Yeah. So that is 
the short career of the PJ boy and band career of PJ and Duncan. <laughs> yeah, the boy band portion of Andex's career. Any questions? Can we watch Let's Get Ready to Rumble on the big TV? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's the go one, and do that. The one from Saturday Night Takeaway. Yeah. yeah, we don't need the original one. And I'm going to post a link up on um, our social medias to mm. go out with this episode so everyone can see it. So let's go and do that and while we're watching that, I'll score. Do you know what else they did as well that's worth watching is they were on the Graham Norton show a few years ago and Graham Norton pulled out old episodes of Attitude magazine and stuff <laughs> and the photos in that are fucking hilarious. So that's worth a watch as well. So, okay, let's go score. So, we're back. And we, we just watched it. Let's just get watched ready. it. It's brilliant. I love it so much. <laughs> let's get ready, ready, let's get ready. And what's ready, also ready, so brilliant let's get ready, from ready, let's get ready, that ready. episode, other than the singing and the dancing, which is great on its own, is that Blue and Atomic Kitten are in there as well, <laughs> promoting the big reunion. And, and, and for, now you have no idea. <laughs> They're just randomly shots of Blue <laughs> trying to do the let's get ready to rumble dance. And failing, yes. by the way. So, are pointing they the uk chart points they actually do really well off That's this good, so they're they? they they compare to bros basically on mm-hmm. how they did in the uk chart positions nothing in the us they were together for six years what are yeah. you waving at obvious oh okay they were together for six years style we're gonna give them two it was a lot of Baggy jeans, lumberjack shirts, and baseball caps or kappa caps on kappa, yeah. on backwards. They didn't lose any members. No, they uh, didn't play instruments, and they get a little bit for songwriting. Where PJ and Duncan score massively, and basically they're getting maximum points. No one's ever going to beat this score. Is they score massively on their post boy band career? Yeah. Where did being a boy band take them? wildly successful yeah they, they're just the biggest biggest they're I think they're the biggest celebrities in the UK <laughs> yeah and you know what I find most endearing is that and having just watched that video that they love the fact that that's where they came from yes they there's do there's no shame about none at all having been young teenage boys performing yeah getting screamed at by girls okay. and they embrace the fact that yes. that's their roots yes so yes. they deserve Every single one of those post-career points for yeah. the fact that there's no shame being in a boy band. So, that puts them in our chart. Do we have to take points off for Ant's mis- mis- dis- indiscretions last year with the drink driving charge? No, because we're not doing scandal points, we decided. All oh, right, okay. Fuck the scandal. We, did, we haven't no, done fine. any scandals. It's we didn't fine. take points off of take five. Or us Bay five. City. Yeah. Okay, fine. So they fall in our charts. They slot nicely in between Bross and Human Nature. Yay. Which means our top ten. Want me to do the top ten? Yeah, go on. Hang on one sec. I just need Are we to. counting down from ten or counting up from one? Oh. We usually count up from one, but I feel like now we've got a top ten. Let's count down Let from ten. Let me slide them in. Hold on. So I have we to could do it like top in. of the pops. Top ten. At number ten... We have the McDonald Brothers at number nine. X Fa- another X Factor band, Journey South. They're going to fall out of the chart quite rapidly, aren't they? As we start to do the on. X Factor people Let's to go. Let's knock those ones out. At number eight, it's the 80s most dynamic boy band. Big fun. Big fun. 
Number seven is LFO. Number six is... It's an Australian boy band, Amy. Human nature. Yeah. Number five, PJ and Duncan. Number four, Zoe's first boy band, Bross. At number three is five. Number two is the Jonas Brothers. And at number one for the... What did we establish? Twelfth week? <laughs> Let's just make it up. <laughs> the ten, the it might be the tenth week. <laughs> in a row. They're going to be there for a long time. They, they point really high. At number one, it's still the Bay City Rollers. So I am now going to redo that little chart we post. I'm posting the charts now up on our Instagram and the Facebook page because I've got a really cute looking top ten chart. So I will readjust it. We'll pop that up on our social media. Thank you once again for listening to us rattle on about boy bands. If you're new here, because we just picked up a load of followers from the Take That Takeover. Yeah, we scored like an extra 33% uh, our, on our Increased our followers by 33%. So I assume our listeners are going to go up go up by 33% too. Yeah, amazing. But thank you for joining us. Go back to the start. Listen to us in the beginning. Episode 1 is explaining why we're so nuts and why we talk so much shit. But don't try and contact us to discuss things that we talked about all those months <laughs> ago. I can't remember. This keeps happening, and I'm like, I don't fucking know what anyone's talking about anymore because my memory's that bad. So thanks this week. Go to Amy. Thanks this week. I'm going to say thank you to the BBC for a little article that they did, a little bit of Wikipedia, my own knowledge, and thank thank you to me, <laughs> and just thank you to Ant and Deck. Would you like me to thank you? Thank you, Amy. Oh, thanks so much, sorry. And I just thanks to Ant and Deck for just being Ant and Deck. Oh, they're just the best. So we will see you next. Do social. Join us on social media. We'll oh. see you on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Join us on our social media. We are the Instagram account where we're going to post the charts is I'm with the boy band. Our Twitter is at the boy band pod. You can email us at the boy band pod at gmail.com or find Zoe on Facebook. I probably won't be there, but I might be. I might drop by. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please, please do support us. Every penny helps. You can find our sponsorship packages at www.patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com forward slash boyband and if you're so inclined go to spotify or apple Podcasts or wherever you listen give us a rating and a review and we'll really appreciate that and now we've given you all those instructions bye bye our theme tune is Dance With You by Fire and Lights from the Songs About a Girl trilogy by Chris Russell. Visit songsaboutagirl.com and thanks once again to Let's Get Ready, Ready, Let's Get Ready, Ready. Let's Get Ready to Rumble. <laughs> Watch us wreck the mic. <laughs> oh, <we're> not- Psych. <laughs>